Hey traders, Akil Stokes here and welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. If you are new, thank you so much for joining me. I am a professional Forex trader. I am also a trading coach over at tier1trading.com and this the Trading Coach Podcast is a podcast that I release each and every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, giving you some tips on how to become a consistently profitable trader and also tips on just how to be a better you. So we cover many of topics, uh, not just trading related, but motivation, uh, psychology, self-improvement, all of the fun stuff. And in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about work-life balance. But you can catch this episode, uh, catch the podcast, I should say, on any of the major podcast and music streaming sites. So we're talking Spotify, we're talking Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all iHeartRadio, all of the fun ones, um, as well as on youtube.com slash Akil Stokes. So there are zero excuses for you to miss this show, so make sure you subscribe. Now, I'll tell you what, if you couldn't tell, I am in a fantastic mood because I am having a great weekend. Many of you guys know that um, aside from coaching traders, aside from running the real estate business, I am also a track and field coach. And what that means is typically my schedule is hectic from, I would say, about late August, mid to late August to about mid-May. And I'm recording this right now in October, so we're kind of right getting started with the busyness. And essentially, my weeks are filled. I typically get one day off, um, which is Sunday, and usually that day off is filled with prepping for the week ahead. But this was a very special weekend. I actually had a Saturday and a Sunday off. And again, just to give you some background on what my schedule looks like, Last Saturday, woke up six o'clock in the morning, got on the road, didn't get back home until three o'clock, had about two hours to kind of chillax a little bit. Then I had an event I had to attend and show face at from about five o'clock to nine o'clock at night. And then, uh, you know, came home and I got two kids to deal with. Next week, I'm going to be on the road for about uh, probably about 14 hours total traveling across the the fun state of Pennsylvania. If you've ever traveled across Pennsylvania, it is one of the most boringest states. Well, I guess the Midwest is pretty bad. As far as an East Coast state, it's one of the most boringest states to travel across because there is nothing viewer friendly. So I was super excited about this weekend. It, it gives me a chance to spend time with my family, and that's exactly what we did. Um, went to a car show, went to a little bounce house with my kid uh, Saturday morning, went to the mall, we went shopping a little bit, we went, came back, we went to get our haircut, and I know haircut doesn't seem like, it seems more like a chore for some of you, but if you guys, uh, in, in my culture growing up, the barbershop is, is really a place where a boy goes to become a man. So it's, it's, a, it's a great experience. I, I look at that as a, a pleasurable, um, pleasurable deal. And then today, Sunday, right, I sat on my butt uh, in the morning, got my fantasy teams ready, watched my Everton team, Everton Football Club, get a win this morning, which is surprising. Usually when I, when I watch, I am uh, the curse. And then the Philadelphia Eagles just took a loss. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, so anytime a divisional opponent loses, it makes me a little bit happy. So life is good. However, what I didn't mention is how my Saturday got started. And my Saturday got started by waking up five o'clock in the morning, heading into the office, 
and spending the first four hours of my day producing a YouTube video for you guys. Yep, so for you guys that saw the YouTube video called uh, three days worth of training, trading lessons, yep, that came from four hours worth of work on a Saturday morning that was supposed to be my off day. And I, it, it, I, I bring up this not to get your pity and be like, oh, thank you, Akil, so much for, for sacrificing your time to put together this content, although I do love those comments. But it really illustrates a point that I talked to our traders about earlier in the week. And something I do on social media, if you guys aren't following me, uh, do it now, right, all over the place, Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter, right, all over the place. Um, I do a quote of the day. And at one point last week, I did a quote by Brett Steenbarger, who's a, a well-known uh, trading psychiatrist in our in our industry, and it came from it came from a speech he was doing just on on trading psychology and personal fulfillment and basically how to keep your mind fresh, how to keep your mind not focused on profits and and end up in that that deep dark place where the stress of trading and, and producing, because because at the end of the day, we have to produce if, if, if we're in a results-driven business. I always say I, I eat what I kill, right? If if I don't produce in the markets, um, you know, we don't get the good stuff that we get. <laughs> so um, how to keep your mindset off of that, because chasing profits will will drive you crazy, hence why we always say focus on the, uh, the process, not the outcome. Um, and part of doing that was changing how you set up your day. And I'll read you this quote. He said, if you put the positive well-being activities first in your calendar and the work things have to fit around them, you'll find that you're energized, you'll find that you're positive and your time becomes better utilized because you're more focused, you're more energized, you're more creative. This is a very important part of self management, right? Risk management is something we always talk about in trading as being probably the, the number one factor, the number one goal, right? Manage your risk, don't go broke. Self-management, I guess you could say is even more important because if you can't manage yourself correctly, it's going to be pretty hard to manage your risk. And what do I mean by that? Well, let me ask you this question. Have you guys ever revenge traded? Hmm... I have. Well, why do revenge trades happen? Well, think about it like this, right? In the video I just told you about, the one that I spent four hours slaving on a Saturday morning, my off Saturday morning doing for you guys, we showed a trade that I had on the New Zealand dollar, which had three uh, a three-strike entry. And what that means is there are three opportunities to get involved during the week. Um, there was a, the first chance, which I actually got, or the first chance for me, I should say. I'm sure there were chances before that. The first chance for me, which happened on a Tuesday. The secondary chance, which happened on a Wednesday. Price did run down to hit targets uh, that Wednesday, but there was also a third opportunity on Thursday. And when we came into the live trading room on Thursday, one of the things that I talked to our traders about was keeping your cool in the market. Because here's what typically happens. Let's say you're a trader that is maybe nervous. You're, you're not fully disciplined. You, you have a problem pulling the trigger, right? Do you guys ever have that problem? I spoke to a lady the other day who said, Akil, I'm, we, we, preach a, we, we preach a process called IPDE, identify, predict, decide, execute. And she shot me an email saying, Akil, I've got everything down. 
I can identify the market. I can read a price chart like no one else. I can predict where price action is going to go. I get in the habit of doing it on a daily basis and I come and I check my computer and boom, price does exactly what I thought. I'm good with making predictions, right? I can decide how I want to get involved in the trade. I have a trading plan. I have clear, concise rules for trading, meaning if then, if this happens, then I enter. If this doesn't happen, then I stay out. However, when it comes down to it, I have a problem pulling the trigger. And what that means is actually executing the trade. And put yourself in a position of a trader like that. You come into the market, you identify what's going on days in advance. You predict what's going to happen. You predict where the market should go if you're correct. You predict where the market would have to go to prove if you're wrong. And everything is right. And you get down to it, you have your reason for entry. And you just hesitate for some reason, right? Some psychological, emotional reason you're scared, you hesitate. Maybe because you're thinking about the last trade and the last trade you took was a loser. Now you don't want this to be a loser too, right? Recency bias has a, a way of, of blinding us, which is, is ugh. but maybe that's you. And then you come back the next day and you look at the chart and what do you see? Everything worked out exactly how you thought it would, right? Price action rolled down 100 pips. You're looking at yourself saying, oh, coulda, shoulda, woulda been up 100 pips if I just would have taken the trade. And now you're feeling like you missed out. So you come into the live room with that feeling, right? Some awesome trading coach, let's call him Akil, right? Comes in and says, hey guys, good trade, way to be disciplined, way to make good predictions, blah, 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 blah. Now, if you didn't, if you weren't able to catch a trade, here's a third shot at getting involved. What do you think is one of the first things that you're doing? You, you, all you needed was an excuse, right? All you needed was someone that you look up to saying, hey, you could get involved here. And you're like, I got to make up for it. I got to make up for those missed profits. That is called revenge trading, right? And as you can see, that stems from really being in an emotional state, right? Not managing yourself. So self-management in a way is more important than risk management because Risk management is important in position sizing and, and, and your exposure to the market. But if you can't self-manage, you have a, 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 a really good likelihood of, of being overexposed in the market or, or taking unnecessary risk simply because you're taking trades that you're not supposed to take. So, right, going back to the topic, because we always, I don't know how I got off on that tangent, but I did, and it was educational, so you guys liked it. Um, I'm assuming you did. <laughs> Um, but going back to the, the self-management thing, right? It's important that we, we, we stay sane. It's important that trading doesn't become a job. And, and that's a tough balance, right? You know, I, I live my passion, right? Uh, trading, uh, Jason Stapleton, who's my trading mentor, always told me that what we do is a labor of love because I, 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 I genuinely like trading the markets. For me, it's like doing a puzzle. Right, each and every day, it's a it's a new puzzle with new pieces. I try to put it together. It's it's a game for me, um, and and that's that's how I think about it to kind of set my mind away from the point that this is a results driven business. I I eat what I kill, and just to go on a, another quick side note, this was one of the things when I managed money why I hated it. Um, and you know, a lot of you guys ask me, "Kill, would you go back to managing money?" And blah blah blah. And you can imagine the emails I get every day asking me to manage money, and I just don't want to do it because when I would, when I managed money, it was even more results driven than it is now. And what I mean by that is, right, right now I eat what I kill. 
So if I mess up in the market, if I goof up, if I have a, a bad month, a bad year, it's on me, right? I'm responsible for myself and I, I can deal with that, right? I'm a smart businessman. I have multiple multiple income streams. So, you know, if one income stream isn't producing well, there's another one that's going to make up for it. And, and I will be able to survive um, without everything clicking on all cylinders. When you're managing money, you're dealing with someone else's money. And it's a different type of pressure. It's very similar to driving someone else's car, right? You drive your car, you drive, you know, you take a little bit more risk, right? If I let you guys, uh, you know, again, we were at a car show yesterday with my kid, right? Um, and my kid wants to see all, you know, they got Lotuses and all these, these cool cars. And, and I'm, I'm every, every chance I get, I'm yelling at them, hey, 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 don't get too close. Don't get too close, right? Why? Well, if it's my car and like his zipper scratches it, I don't care, whatever. But someone else's car, now that's a much bigger deal. So there's a lot more pressure and, and a lot more pressure on yourself, right? That's a lot more pressure to manage, a lot more pressure to manage. That's going to directly relate to your trading. So something that helps with, with keeping yourself in a positive mental mindset is when you set up your day on your to-do list, start with setting up the things that you want to do, right? Life. And then fill in your work around it. And usually it's the opposite. If you go back to episode, I think it was 93. I want to say not 93, um, 70, 73, how to become more productive. Um, I think I gave you guys like eight or 12 or a million tips on, on how to be more productive, like a to-do list and all that stuff. But something you may want to try is when you set up your schedule, right? Set your schedule up with the things you want to do first. Then work your life around it. And the question is why? Well, because every time you, let me, let me when, you, when you have stuff that you want to do, it, it seems like a chore, right? Your wife or your husband or your mom is like, hey, take out the trash. And like, do you ever want to take out the trash? You're like, okay, got to take out the trash. Got to do this homework. Got to record this podcast episode. Just kidding. I love doing these, right? <laughs> but, right, you, you, you tend to dread those things you don't want to do. When you tend to dread those things, you approach it, you, you approach it with a negative attitude. Right. You've already kind of lost the battle. I say the same thing to my the, the track team that I coach. Right. We have some people that right before a race, they're already defeating themselves. Oh, man, she's so fast or I'm going to die in this race. And it's like, all right, you already lost because you approached it with a negative attitude. So one of the ways to get those things you have to do out the way, because we all have things we have to do. My goal in life is not to do anything I don't want to do. But in order to achieve that goal in life, I have to do things that I don't want to do. Um so a way to mentally get around that is to start with your positives. Start writing down what do you want to do. And this is what it was for me, right? I had that free Saturday. I was looking forward to it. Uh, my wife had given me, she's the one that kind of organizes all the, the things that we do. I had the haircut. That was on me. I had that, that plan. I had the, the, the sneaker shopping plan, but she, she finds all like the cool stuff around the city. So she told me about it and I'm like, okay, well, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. So I planned out what time we had to do each thing. And after I planned all of that out, then I planned my work stuff out. I'm like, okay, well, if this car show, if this event starts at 10 and goes to one, 
but I got to go to the mall and it's haircuts at three. I really don't have time to do any work, right? Between those, those, uh, between those times. And I don't, I don't want to be doing work at, you know, six o'clock at night on a Saturday. I want to sit back, watch college football and probably fall asleep, fall asleep. So what I did was I said, Hey, you know what? Something has to be sacrificed. I'm not sacrificing my work, right? Because my business is important for me. I'm not sacrificing my family because my family is the reason that my business is so important for me, right? I, I do my business in order to live the life I want to with my family. So what could be sacrificed? And it was easy. Sleep. Sleep. Instead of sleeping in from, I think I went to bed that night. I kind of pre-planned it. So I went to bed like 9.30, right? The night before. So instead of going to bed like 11 o'clock, and sleeping until even seven, because that, that's pretty much sleeping in for me. I said, you know what? I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to sacrifice a little little family time on Friday night. The kid was uh, getting ready to go to sleep anyway. So sacrifice a little family time then on Friday night. He was just playing his game. And I'm going to wake up early, five o'clock. I'm going to take those two hours in which I would be enjoying the slumbers of slumbers even though I probably wouldn't because the newborn would be up every whatever uh, feeding and, and whatnot. But I decided to sacrifice that and get what I had to do out the way early. And you're asking, some of you are asking yourself, wow, man, how do you, how do you force, some of you guys love sleep. You're, you're like, how do you force yourself to get up, right? To, to stop doing something that you love, which is sleep for many of you guys, to do something that is more like work. And the answer is that is that I was motivated by the next thing on my to-do list. In order to get to family time, I had to accomplish this. So instead of getting up and dreading this task and saying, oh, I don't want to do a video, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to do this work. I was excited about it, right? Because in the back of my mind, I'm doing all this. I'm like, okay, I'm almost done. I'm halfway there. As soon as I'm done, I get to see my wife and kids, right? I was excited about it. And that makes a difference. So the next time you guys have something, it doesn't have to be trading. I'm using this because this is my example, but anything in life that, you know, you're dreading, anything that's on that to-do list, uh, whether it's studying for a test or whether it's doing a home project, try scheduling out what you want to do first. And then after you schedule out what you want to do, place those things that you have to do in between them and see if that changes your outlook. I guarantee that you're going to approach it. If you do it correctly and you're consistent with doing it, it's going to give you a more positive outlook. Now, the chores that you're doing still may suck because that's you know, sometimes things just suck. But instead of dreading over what you're doing, you're focused on what you will be doing next after you complete the current task. Mm -hmm.